0: I'm so tired of these rap niggas, man, these industry people, these fucking record labels. Shit is fake, shit is phony, they fucking over people, man. Just own all, all your shit, I don't give these bitches shit, no percentages, none of that shit, my nigga. I ain't no no rapper shit, Nuh-uh. nah, ain't no rapper bitch, and I ain't on. with that cap and shit, and we, we, we pull up, we clapping shit, and I and ain't no no rapper shit, uh-uh. nah, ain't no rapper bitch, and and I ain't on. with that she ain't she ain't with love with Sheep. Sheep. I ain't with that rapping shit. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I get at the bitch strip club ratchet shit. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking this I ain't with that rapping shit. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I get at the bitch strip club ratchet shit. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking Activist. man I'm in 2D, deep. 50 million and I'm count. Rich nigga from the trenches. I could buy a public house. Man, I'm in 2 deep. I don't see me coming out. it, I'm a go rush more. They done put me on a mount. Man, I'm in too deep can't trick me off the street spread at your SUV shoot off the door now it's a Jeep. man I'm in too deep I'm a shark I can swim through it do you fool listen to the music or just skim through it three six up. we been about that ratchet shit jacket shit trapping shit that murder shit I'll whack up bit. China five type of shit get it for some clown shit most these niggas fake they just talking they not bopping shit I ain't no no rapper shit Nuh-uh. nah I ain't no rapper bitch hey, I ain't ho. with that capping shit I ain't on no, no rapper shit. Nuh-uh. Nah, I ain't no rapper bitch at I ain't with that clapping shit. Ain't we pull with we club club shit. I ain't with that rapping shit. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I get at the bitch strip club ratchet shit. Nuh-uh. I'm drinking activists. I ain't with that rapping shit. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I get at the bitch strip club ratchet shit. Nuh-uh. I'm it's drinking activists. It. I'm a real lyricist, don't consider me no rapper. Yeah, my name no from what I talk. I drip to your with the Chanel Just to catch my flight to mine, fuck Mindful social site I got blue checks, bitch I'm verified <laughs> When gang ready to slide And do a drip We call it Hamilton yeah. Bitches that be hating, Be the main ones That's a fan of mine In L.A. with the bad, smoking on some shit From yeah. Anaheim See all that damn typin' I don't do the internet If it's pressure Drop a pin Blow that smoke up at your checks, bitch Mumble when I'm absent Really what they ass do best They know better than a said When I'm right there With respect, bitch I ain't on no rapping shit no, oh yeah we are back once again this is king known uncensored we got new music fridays right although it's saturday definitely gonna be saturday when you hear this so we got a lot to talk about we got a lot to talk about a lot that went down and The Eastern Conference matchups are now decided. Now, I'm only going to give you the play-in breakdown of the Eastern Conference. I'll give you that uh, of what my predictions are for the play-in game for the Eastern Conference. Now, the Western Conference is still not decided yet, which is insane that it's coming down to it. So, we're going to start off with the Utah Jazz are officially eliminated. Oh yeah, of the Eliminated is coming back. So, um, we're going to do a separate show. Maybe Sunday or Monday. We'll speak on those who have been eliminated. Officially. Because... Everyone that has been eliminated needs to be eliminated. Damn near. But first off, we're going to start off with the Utah Jazz as they've been eliminated, y'all. I mean, they had such a strong start to the season. And to sputter off like that, and for the Jazz to just quit like that, and for Lori marketing to sit out like that, That's some weak-ass shit. You left the homies all stuck. Jordan Clarkson let the hammies all stuck. That's a damn shame how they just broke apart and fell apart like that. Which leads to another question. Are the Jazz going to keep this team together next season? Well, only God knows that question. Only God knows the answer to that question, I should say. Are the Miami Heat playing possum? Because as of recently, they've been playing like shit. Like for us, you know, for the Detroit Pistons to be keeping up with the Heat, And, you know, the Heat has lost games that they shouldn't have lost. But does the Heat playing possum make them dangerous? Because, you know, they currently solidified a play-in spot. And we'll get to who they're playing very soon. But I just feel like the Miami Heat are way better than what they're playing like. I mean, this is a team that um, two years ago was the number one overall seed. Or was that last year they were the uh, number one overall seed? Yeah, last year. They were the number one overall seed. And now they're seventh. Because um, if I'm Miami, my boy, yeah, Miami Heat are in trouble. Trouble, trouble. So, are they going to turn up once the playoffs begin? Only God knows the answers to that question. Oh, man, this is a crazy story. Ben Gordon was arrested on weapons. Former NBA player Ben Gordon was arrested on weapons and threatening charges after he began behaving erratically in a Connecticut juice shop. Yo, man. Ben Gordon has had these crazy ass stories come out about him. And, you know, mental health is important. He definitely needs to go to therapy because, you know, there was the situation where he punched his young son at the airport. So this is like the second thing I've heard about Ben Gordon, you know, and Ben Gordon was an okay NBA player didn't have the 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 career didn't pan out as it was supposed to I mean he did win six man of the year you know what I'm saying his rookie year that's about all he accomplished in his career you know and that's crazy that he's going through all that so my prayers and thoughts go out to Ben Gordon hopefully he gets the help that he needs oh boy Bad news. Zion Williamson will unlikely play in the play in tournament. David Griffin, just say he's out for the season. It would do us a good service by just telling us the truth and being honest with yourself. This man is not going to play in the playoffs. It's clear that he hasn't put down the goddamn McDonald's, hasn't put down the Red Lobster, hasn't put down the Papa Do's, hasn't put down the Cracker Barrel, hasn't put down the Rib Shack, hasn't put down the etc. Et, hasn't put down the Reese Cups, hasn't put down the Munchos, hasn't put down the legs, and not getting baked legs. and he's continuing to rehab that hamstring now we have your mat your first matchup and i am going to give you a preview of these playing matchups in the eastern conference the toronto raptors will play the chicago bulls in the play-in. What are my thoughts on this? This is a good matchup for one game for it all. But as hard as this is to decide, because both of these teams have underachieved this season. Both of these teams have been inconsistent all season. Both of these teams need to need their asses whooped with bamboo sticks. The Raptors should really be like a five or a six seed. And the Bulls should be a three or a four seed. I I have to go back to my uh, season predictions and probably just laugh at myself. I have to just laugh at myself because, boy, was I wrong. I was right about the Raptors. But I was wrong about the Bulls. And I mean dead wrong. But I was expecting Lonzo Ball to be there. And you could just tell that he was definitely missed because you don't have consistent point guard play. You got two guards playing the point guard position. I mean, Alex Caruso is not a a traditional point guard. Um, Ayo Dosumo is a two guard. And Pat Bev is not a great passer. So the Bulls have been playing just one-on-one basketball all year. And the Raptors just have been inconsistent defensively. And their shots don't go in all the time. Or don't go in at a consistent rate. So if I were to put my money on somebody, I would pick the Chicago Bulls to win this game. Because this is the 9 and 10 seed. So whoever wins this game, advance to the next round of the play-in tournament to play against these next two guys. Because I just feel like Chicago has three All-Stars. I've been saying this. You have Pep Bev. You have Alex Caruso. You have Ayo Desumo. You have Derrick Jones Jr. I mean, this is a better team and a deeper team than Toronto right now. So I'm going with the Chicago Bulls. Next up, we have another play-in matchup. The Miami Heat will face the Atlanta Hawks in the play-in tournament. Um, I have to look up this. Let's see what the season series is. Okay, so the Miami Heat pretty much own the Hawks three to one during the regular season and it would be sad for the Hawks to uh oh they wouldn't be necess- they wouldn't be eliminated however the winner of this game advances to the seventh seed in the playoffs. Now, now, if I were a betting man, this is going to be a really good game. I'm not going to cap. But, however, I'm going to pick the Miami Heat to win the game. I'm going to lean on the season series. I just feel like Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat have been pay- playing possum this entire season. Because, you know, Jimmy Butler is a different person in the playoffs, playoff Jimmy Butler is the equivalent of what I would be. <laughs> I wouldn't be shit in the regular season, but I would be the shit during where it counts and when it counts. And I truly do believe that Quinn Snyder is ass as a head coach. And I think that Eric Spolster is going to outcoach him in this game. So I'm going to go with the Miami Heat to win this game. Which would leave um, the Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Hawks for all the marbles by my prediction. If I were to predict something like that, (laughs) you're just going to have to fucking wait and find out what I think once everything manifests. But I got Hawks and Bulls. For that final play off spot now another series that has been decided the brooklyn nets will face off against the philadelphia 76ers now i'll give something light not going to give my prediction on what's going to happen so which leads to questions What do the Nets have to do to upset the Philadelphia 76ers? Because if they were to win this series, that's exactly what they would be doing. I mean, they do have advantages. They do have a deeper team than the Sixers. The Sixers' bench has always been janky. That's why Tyrese Maxey was coming off the bench, because the scoring off the bench was so horrible. I just think that outside of Harden and Embiid and Maxi, I just don't see anybody else, like, taking the reins here. DeAnthony Melton's inconsistent. Tobias Harris is inconsistent. Um, Paul Reed is, is is a disgrace when he's out there. Trez Harrell doesn't even get no minutes which I feel like he should get more minutes than Paul Reed, in my opinion. Then you still have Shake Milton, who's inconsistent. Fert nine. Ain't Fert- Fert nine still there? Yep, Fert 9 doesn't get no clock. Meanwhile, the Nets are pretty deep, if you ask me. You still got Patrick Mills. You still got, um... Ain't Seth Curry still there? Joe Harris be shooting the lights out for them still? Not to mention with the new players that they just got with, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie being back, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith. You got a team full of guys that contribute that legit have nothing to lose. You basically have the expendables. And, you know, Philly has a tendency to take opponents like this for granted. Like last year when they played the Raptors, they were up 3-0. They almost let the Raptors back into that series. Now, how can the Sixers win this series? Very easy. Joel Embiid. There's nobody on the Sixers that can check Joel Embiid or stop Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is pretty much the MVP. He just is. And going through Embiid, and then also, of course, the role players have to step up. But I just feel like Harden has to well, Harden has to get into his offensive bag because this second half of the season, Harden has not shot the ball well. He's been pretty abysmal scoring-wise. So what he would have to do is work on that jumper and get it back to where it was on the Rockets. Now, yes, he's the point guard from a technical standpoint. So I definitely expect, like at least 18 and 10 assists, 18 points and 10 assists per game. But in order for them to beat the Nets, I truly believe that Harden would have to average somewhere around 22, 23 points. And Tobias Harris has to be the X factor. You've been getting away with being the fourth option on this team for a while. The Nets can expose that if you're not careful. Oh, man. Jalen Brown needed five stitches on his shooting hand right after, right before the playoffs. He said that he was trying to pick up some broken glass from a vase that he fucked up. But he shall be ready for the playoffs, and none of the injuries are severe. But that's a crazy ass story. The Suns are undefeated with Kevin Durant in the starting lineup. Does it matter? No, because at the end of the day the playoffs are zero-zero when they do start and the Suns come in as one of the more dangerous teams coming into the playoffs due to the fact that the Suns play well and I told you guys at the beginning of the season the Suns needed Kevin Durant you can you can look back at old footage of mine The Suns would have to make a big move, bring in a LeBron, James, Kevin Durant prototype if they're going to have a chance at a championship. But, however, they have to face the right opponent. Right now, they're facing the Clippers, and that ain't the opponent that the Suns want in the first round. Well, actually, I take that back. They got Golden State, the defending champs. Ooh. A Steph Curry, Kevin Durant series might be what we need. I truly think so. That should determine, like who steps up and who doesn't because you remember the last time these two faced off, it got so bad that Kevin Durant ran out of OKC and ran right to into Golden State's arms. So maybe the fortunes are different and maybe Kevin Durant can get some redemption and revenge and eliminate the warriors who have been a shit show on the road abysmal 10 and 30 on the road. 10 and 30. My God. And the crazy part is there are still games left, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Here we fucking go. The Dallas Mavericks are officially eliminated, which means the oklahoma city thunder have clinched the play-in and have clinched the 10 spot but here's the thing though they could be the ninth seed if minnesota loses both unless minnesota owns the tiebreaker who owns the tiebreaker between minnesota and um, The Thunder. Uh, I can't fucking find that shit. Let me see. Okay, there we go. So the Timberwolves own the season series against the Thunder 3-1. That's basically what they're saying. Interesting. Very interesting. So regardless, Minnesota's going to own ninth. All right, well, that settles it. I believe Minnesota and the Thunder are going to be um, 9 and 10. I think that settles it right there. And I truly believe that, um, you know, the West is not set yet. Because what's, I mean, what we do know is the Denver Nuggets are the one seed, the Memphis Grizzlies are the two seed, the Sacramento Kings are the, the three seed, and the Suns are the four seed. And, you know, there's rumors out there that people are trying to avoid the Suns because a lot of people fear the Kevin Durant and Devin Booker experiment. Golden State was like, we ain't scared. We won tonight. We wanted to get a higher seed. We're not going to have home court, but we're the defending champs. And the Phoenix Suns Golden State Warriors series is what the world needs now. I'd love to see Sacramento and the Clippers in the first round. That'd be dope. I hope things stay the way that they stay. But the Dallas Mavericks got eliminated tonight on a Frank Nigga shot. That's a goddamn shame that the Mavericks quit on the season as an organization because Luka Doncic wanted to go to the play-in. Luka Doncic wanted to compete. But I guess the organization had different plans. They wanted... You know what they wanted? They wanted to tank. I initially reported that Luka didn't want to tank. It was going to try to play, but last minute, Luka was pulled from the lineup. And Kyrie just said, fuck it. I'm just going to be a free agent. Coach, the coach instrumental. Dallas Mavericks have had a very disappointing season. And why the fuck is everybody blaming Kyrie Irving for this? You already know who you should blame. You should blame the GM for trading all of that capital to grab Kyrie Irving. Because Spencer Dinwiddie fit well alongside Luka Doncic. Dorian Finney-Smith was their only perimeter defensive player. And you bring back just Kyrie. Then Jason Kidd. Why is nobody blaming Jason Kidd? This is the person that did not, who cut Christian Wood's minutes after he was showing out the first half of the season. Then he wouldn't give JaVale McGee no minutes until it was too late in the season. Then you got Jason Kidd's poor late game play calling. I do understand that the players are out there and not Jason. But still... But why does Kyrie get the blame for this? Kyrie played some great basketball in Dallas. Now, they lost a lot of close games. And it's just the fact that these dudes... Were a disappointment. It just doesn't seem like Luca and Kyrie were a great fit for each other. But here's the question Were they a bad fit for each other? Or Jason Kidd couldn't find a way to utilize both guys? Because I feel like if they had a different coach with a different philosophy, I think they could have made that shit work. But This has been a very disappointing season. Dallas went from the conference finals last year to not even making the playoffs. You would think the additions of Christian Wood and JaVale McGee would elevate the team. But this is another case of... How can I put this? Don't rock the boat. Don't fuck up a good thing. All they really had to do was add Christian Wood and JaVel McGee. And that team would have been just fine. I don't think they should. I mean, actually, I, you know, I can't talk. Because I was pushing for a Kyrie and Luka backcourt. Matter of fact, I predicted that exact trade would happen. Look at my old shit look at my trade deadline show but i didn't think it would be that bad of a disaster which leads to my question is kyrie gonna come back next year i highly doubt it but the thing is though the mavericks can offer him the bag that he wants They can pay him the most money. But my conclusion is this is not Kyrie's fault as to why the Mavericks didn't make the playoffs. It is on the GM and Jason Kidd. Man, before we get into these album reviews, right? Chloe Bailey is breaking in these streets. So the album is predicted to sell less than 10,000 units. In the first week, she can't sell 10K. That's wild to me because I enjoyed Chloe Bailey's album. The shit was all right. The craziest part is she has songs with Chris Brown and the 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 joint with Future, and a lot of people are shitting on the album, saying that the album is trash. I didn't think it was trash. I think I gave it what a B plus. She was a solid body of work, but they're saying that she is lacking originality and an identity. Even if lacking an identity is the case. I still think the music was good. I think the songs were good. It wasn't great. No one's saying that this is like the greatest R&B album ever. No one's saying that shit. Not even a little bit. but wow is all i really got to say about that all right now we're finally to the kit and caboodle of this shit. so i got to review two album releases and album release number one is ray schremer shrimp for life now it's a lacking of promotion of this album because Man, this album is dope as fuck. The Mississippi rap duo. So let's get it. So Shrimp for Life. This is the fourth album of Ray Shrimmer. And we're going to get it started. Origami Hotties. Ray Schremer's track ones have always been dope. And always been a ball of energy and fun. And they stick to the plan on this one. Origami Hotties is very catchy. Dope-ass punchlines. Nothing more, nothing less. Royal Flesh with Young Thug. This is fucking dope. Young Thug kills this. Ray Schrimmer kill this. I just like the wordplay of Sway Lee and then Slim Jimmy's uppercut punchlines. Mississippi Slide was actually a surprise. Zaytoven lit this bitch up. I mean, it sounds like Gucci Mane Productions' Zaytobin. And that, this Mississippi slide is way better than the Tussie slide. Man, what happened to the Tussie slide? I want to know. What happened to that whack-ass, pussy-ass, faggot-ass Tussie slide that Drake put out? Hot garbage shit. Anyway, Mississippi slide, dope as fuck. Not so bad. Um, although the flip, I didn't care for the flip on Stan and Thank You, it's still a decent record. The first misstep of the project to me. but lean's gone cold it was okay tanisha pumped that one of those club bangers it's up tempo it's fun just a fun record ben Genese, you already know what time it is on that one my boy ass shaking central you know swaying slim jimmy this is their this is their calling card right here the strip club activate featuring future fire hot fire this is a single in my opinion i think they should definitely put it out as a single because you know they've collaborated with future and young thug in the past and have made great music together Launted Cheap is my favorite record on this album because it's it's, up-tempo. It gives late 90s. And especially with the delivery of Sway Lee and Slim Jimmy. I just love the fucking delivery on here. Love the song. Sexy is dope. I like it. I enjoyed it. YMCA, more fire, more fire, more fire. Something I'm not... It's okay. That It was cool. Torpedo, though. Insane. And that's interesting that they're going for a different production here. I mean, Mike Wilt does do half of the record. Diamonds Dancing. Great filler. ADHD, Anthem, Too Many Emotions, Great Closer. All in all, Ray Schrimmer did a great job with this. This is the definition of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Ray Schremer sticks to the style that made them famous, that made them a shit ton of money, and... They stick to the plan of making fun, entertaining music. I was bobbing my head. I was bouncing in my uh, couch the whole fucking time listening to this. I think this is their best work, personally. It's not in the album of the year conversation, but it's definitely one of the better produced albums, for sure. Now, the second album that dropped uh, on Friday night... Very interesting. Daniel Caesar dropped his new project, Never Enough. Now, this is my first time listening to a Daniel Caesar project. I mean, I heard some of his singles, but I have never heard a a, a project in its entirety. So, Never Enough. This is his third studio album. Now let's get to it. Let's get to Never Enough. I get the concept, though. Ocho's Rios. This is dope as fuck. Definitely enjoyed this opener. For sure. Valentina keeps the good times rolling here. Fire. Enjoyed that. Toronto 2014 featuring Mustafa. He's dope. This is good. Let me go. This nigga went ham on here. You know, obviously, let me go is uh, straightforward here on what this is actually about. Do you like me? Self explanatory. I like how he gets straight to the point with it. And this shit is very catchy. It, it, it reminds me of early 2000s Neo Soul. Always. Pretty dope. Cool. Pretty solid. Disillusion featuring Serpent with Feet. Fire. Fucking fire. Love it. Buyer's Remorse featuring Omar Apollo. This is a good song. Huh. There goes that name, Omar Apollo. I've heard of this guy. Yeah, I think he was the opener on the Scissor tour. Some of the shit seemed solid that he was performing and whatnot buyer's remorse was dope shot my baby this is fire i definitely fuck with this heavy pain is inevitable another good song another great song homosexual now Yo, the title kind of threw me off, man. I was a little bit worried. I was like, nigga, is this nigga doing, going to Frank Ocean route and shit? Turns out, I was, um, this happens to be the best song on this album, in my opinion. By far. And it features Ty Dolla Sign And, um... Ty Dolla $ign kills this, but so does Daniel Caesar. This nigga with the songwriting, the delivery, and the singing on fire. Vince Van Gogh. Um, this is a solid song, but it plays out more as an interlude than an actual song. Superpowers. That's probably my second favorite song on here. I definitely enjoyed that. Unstoppable, The Closer. It's pretty good man all in all Daniel Caesar never enough was an experience and a great experience and I'm definitely looking forward to listening to more music from him I may go back and check out his previous projects so that I can uh, catch up to what I've been missing because I've heard his music but I just never felt the need to give one of his projects has been up until now, and I always pick the right time. And 80% of the time, I always pick the right shit. And Never Enough is definitely one of the better RB projects released in 2023. I want to thank you guys for fucking with my show and chilling with a nigga and listening to a nigga. Thank you for checking out uh King Nona Uncensored New Music Fridays for the week of april 8th 2023 and i'm gone